This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Hello. Welcome to this episode of Property Jam, the podcast where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And what more of a human topic can you get than wills, death and property, which leads me to introduce our special guest on this episode, which is the one and only Joyce Saville. I'm going to let you introduce yourself, darling. So who are you and what do you do? Hi, my name's Joy and I am a property investor. First and foremost, really. So we have a property portfolio, which I manage. But um, the other string to my bow is that I'm a lawyer and I do estate planning, particularly for property professionals. Uh, And a little dabble in property law occasionally where I help out with the more difficult aspects of property, uh, which I've been doing on a consultancy basis. But I'm now able to do properly because I've joined a law firm Um, and so yeah I do all that and juggle a lot as well with all those things because there's loads of it to do. Joy and I are in a mastermind group together and she's always the one that you go to when you've got that kind of random question she's like "Uh, so how does that work and how does this work and uh, she is a fountain of of uh, property legal what's to say wormholes loopholes. (laughs) Wormholes as well we often go down them yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i love that i love that oh dear uh, i think the last time i actually saw you joy was when we were able to go out and network and stuff when we met you at a networking event seems yeah. like years ago now <laughs> yeah i think it feels like you everything feels like years ago doesn't it it's yeah. been a it's it is a while yeah it feels Sadly. like years, years ago but also in the same vein it feels like it was just yesterday it's weird. Yeah. I've, had, I've had two conversations today where the guy, mm. one of the guys said, uh, yeah, 2020 hasn't happened yet. You know, we're still back in March 2020. <laughs> yeah, time froze. <laughs> yeah. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. <laughs> I, at the end of last year, I found my diary in my handbag unused. Well, it got, got stopped, stopped getting used in March and there was nothing in it because I've not left the house. So it's uh, it's all a bit weird, yeah. It is. It, is, it does seem a long time ago, but uh, you go back and fill it, it in. Seems like, no, I didn't bother. A- a- April the four- April gone. April the fourteenth. Stay at home. April the fifteenth. Stay at home. Yeah. April the sixteenth. Stay at home. Stay yeah. at home. Do the washing. No, yeah. Well, yeah. Went out for a walk. Hey, steady. Yeah. What well, I did have some excitement in lockdown, but you know, and I was allowed to go out a bit because my husband went into hospital. But other than that, yeah, yeah, he's, he's um, yeah, he had a nasty big operation. So, oh god, it, you must have been so worried with the virus was, and all the. It was it was very difficult because I delivered him to Patworth on a Thursday morning, um, and then picked him up 10 days later on a Sunday in which time he'd nearly died twice oh my god and um it was it it was really weird that I had not seen him or seen what he was like or anything so that 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 was a that was an interesting part of lockdown interesting that's so damn right traumatic actually did they when when things got a bit hairy in terms of you know will he make it will he won't did the hospital notify you or do we know 
So you found out so, after the fact? Once you yeah, died. twice, twice. No, well, yeah, one of the things I found out um, about three weeks afterwards when I was walking around the block um, and he told me his lung had collapsed. <laughs> I had no idea his lung had collapsed at one point. Um, and it was, so it was really quite a, a weird situation. Um, and I phoned up one day and they said, oh, he's in ICU. And I thought, no, he isn't. You sent him out. Um, and then he was back in there and they were testing him for COVID and all sorts. And that mm -hmm. happens to have been when his lung had collapsed, but nobody had told me. And I said, will you ring me tomorrow? And they went, no, not unless we've got something to tell you. What, that he's and, one way or the other? I mean, come on. And then um, on the, the, when he had the real, he, he had a really bad turn. Um, they didn't even tell me that. And I rang up because he wasn't, he was by then texting me and he wasn't texting me. So I rang up and said, what? And she said, oh, you're ringing to find out how he is after this morning. Wow. Oh, oh. joy. <gasps> oh, so that was, that, that was a bit strange. Yeah, strange. Yeah, that's one way of putting it. God, you must have been overjoyed to see him, like to be able to go <clears throat> and pick him up and take him home. Um, it was hard work. <laughs> do, you, do you know what? I completely connect to what you're saying because while they're in hospital, it's almost like, oh, they couldn't be in a you know safer yeah. uh, place yeah. because they're, the responsibility <clears throat> for his care yeah. is while he's in there. As soon as he comes home, then it's on you. And you, you, well, you're it, like, oh. And it, well, it was the fact, you know, he couldn't do very much for himself at all. Yeah. And, and so that was, there was a lot of, but I was still then trying to project manage and run property portfolio and we had a refurb in the course of being done which he, he then said why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that because there's so much in his head and that's you know that's one of my passions with um with with property and property portfolios if you don't write it down so I thought I'd asked him everything but of course I don't know what I don't know when I'm I don't project manage so I don't know what I don't know um, and then he said to me when we took him to look around the house when it was finished, um, why didn't you put those sort of light switches in? And I went, I didn't know we had to. Well, every, you have to do it on everyone. And I went, well, yeah, but you didn't tell us that. And, and my daughter-in-law was really cross with him because she was she works with us as well. Um, and she said, we sat there in my garden making him tell us everything we had to have done. And he used he uses PIR switches in common areas of HMOs, which we didn't know. Very sensible man, can I just say? That's what mm -hmm. I do too. Very sensible. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying we don't pay the electric bill either, but that's a whole new different story. But it it wasn't. It didn't occur to me. No, of course because not. Because that's not, not what, what I do. do. That's not what you do. That's not mm -hmm. your specialism. Yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. so that outlined to me one of the important things that I do as part of my estate planning is to make sure that there's a business continuity plan going um which is what I did um which, which is what I did when I was partner in a law firm I was part of the business continuity team um, and we used to have to do awful things like shut the office and and say it had caught on pretend it caught on fire and then and actually run the firm from not having an office because you have to do that by law when you're a firm of solicitors um when the thing I learned the most that time was that you have to tell the 
the ditzy receptionist where the other office is when you tell her to go and man the desk there and, and actually give her directions because otherwise she doesn't our, our particular receptionist was um she gets she gets lost in the breast screening flat caravan she just gets lost anywhere um so I didn't say to her I just said to her go to the other office I phoned her up and said you we're pretending that the office has burnt down today so you need to go to the other office and, and man reception from there the phones are being directed there and then a little while later I had a phone call that said um where's the other office then <laughs> so it's it's all I mean we we went Years ago, we went on a bus trip up to London with the, took the whole firm and um, we stopped at a service station and we we're all on the bus and um, my phone rang and she said, where's the bus? I said, in the car park. <laughs> so I, I, I had to go and find her. So I'm going, I'm hammering down the bus and, and one of the partners said to me, we're leaving in a minute. We've just got to wait for one. I went, no, Jen's lost. I've got to go and find her. <laughs> I love but, that. Oh, Jen. I went to find her. Did, did you find her? Did you, how, many yeah. bu- how many buses were there in the car park? Just the one. <laughs> just the one. She couldn't, she couldn't find the car park. Stop it. No, she couldn't find the car park. She didn't know where the car. She has no sense of direction. She's she's one of my best friends as well. So that's why she got the job. But that's beside the point. And about twenty, no, about fifteen years ago. Well, no, it's not that long. It's ten years ago. We went to Bogner, and I printed out all the instructions in the car and gave them to her to read. And I suddenly had this, like, I'm not sure we're in the right place. And so I said to her, are we still supposed to be on whatever road number it was? She went, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We were miles away, miles, miles away. I had to stop, pull over, try and work out where we were and get back on the road again. I'm a big fan of Jen. I can't lie. Can we get her on the podcast? (laughs) She won't won't find her way to Zoom, babe. It's not going to happen. She's... um, she's I mean we went to a craft fair um and she said I want to go back to a stall and get one of those things I said it's in that tent over there she says how do you know these things she's got no idea of how you know these things wow Wow. okay can I I'm having a bit of a gen moment myself why do you tell people that the office is burnt down I don't get it because you have to practice in case it does oh so it's like a drill yeah, got ya. Right, I just thought you meant you're like, do you know what? Fuck it, we'll just have a day out of the office. We'll just tell all the clients <laughs> that it burnt down, and you get on a bus and go and have a good day out. I was like, yeah. that is a no, good no, great no. Scene. The bus, the bus going out was a different day. Got it. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I joined the dots. I just didn't. I was having a gen moment. No, sorry. No. But, yeah. But yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Don't go if you have that sort of moment. Don't go and have, don't go in to have a mammogram then because you'll get lost. <laughs> no. So. <sorry>. Um... <laughs> Uh, so it sounds like um, you were well prepared for a pandemic. Well, they were well prepared for a pandemic. Well, I, well, Jen wasn't. Yeah. But... No, no. Jen got um, We were, we house. were, <laughs> we were, yeah. We were pretty well prepared for it, yeah. Um, but I don't only because I try and keep everything down. We have a, a Dropbox folder that basically says it's it actually. I had to lay. It's supposed to be called the business contingency plan um 
but uh, my lot don't understand that. So it's, it's labelled disaster recovery. That's exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that's got everything in it. Um, we use LastPass. And my daughter-in-law knows my LastPass login. Um, so she can do everything. Although what happens if me and her are in a car together is quite a different story because our two blokes are useless. <laughs> They're both in the company. They don't know. They don't know their. They, I mean, they do what they do. Well, one of them doesn't do anything in the company, but but what they do is is right. You know, in Len's brilliant at project managing and sourcing properties and everything, but running the nuts and bolts of the company, it it's not we. You know, it, it's what I do. Mm. And and so and so I'm training Susie to do that. And she does them pretty well, but it, they don't. They don't do that. If if a if a, if a lender phones up, they usually phone my son because he's first on the list because his name begins with A, hmm. and his first words are, "You better not ask me because I have no idea what you're talking about." Okay. Um, and I suggest you um, ask my mother or my wife because my father won't know either. <laughs> So it's, it, well, at least, at least everyone knows their place. Put it that way. Well, they do, but you know, it's we all play to our strengths, and I think that's what that's what good partnerships do. You know, <laughs> good companies do that. Yeah. If, if if you're all doing, you know, you shouldn't. Somebody said to me recently, you shouldn't be in a business with somebody who, um, who does their, it, who's the same as you. Because if you're in a business the same as you, you both want to do the same thing. Well, that's exactly. no good if you, if if nobody's doing the figures and somebody's looking at the big picture. We've talked got, about this know. a lot on the podcast. It's come up, especially when we have couples on and how mm-hmm. it typically, you know, joint venture partners and particularly couples in the early days, they're just all doing the same thing. And then they kind of get a few months or a year into the business and it's like they're tearing the hair out because they're just wasting time. Nothing's getting done or there's duplicated uh, effort. And then all of a sudden they go, right, you're good at that bit. You do that bit. You're good. I'm good at that bit. I would do that bit. And then all of a sudden there's that tipping point and the business takes off and it takes a while just to figure out what all of that yeah. is. <laughs> Mm. yeah yeah no that that's you know from that point of view um and that that's part of sort of my strength when I'm doing state planning and stuff I you know one of my first questions is you know if you're in a business what happens if and well I suppose let's on this kind of note what what does the human side of property mean to you is the human side of property like starting at the end and working backwards yeah, well, tomorrow I'm um, I'm off to a funeral for a tenant who died middle of last month. Um, he's the third tenant in two years that's died. So uh, two of them have died in situ. Uh, sadly, the last one has been of COVID. Um, it, it, thankfully, somebody discovered him quite soon. Um, does, does that mean what, that some of the others weren't discovered so soon? Uh, one of them, I think, had been there. He, it was it was lunchtime the next day, but he'd been watching telly, sitting in the chair watching telly. What's the better way to go? True. His mm. mate popped round to see him the next morning, and he was still sitting in the chair watching the telly. <laughs> oh God, that's heartbreaking, though, isn't it? Wow. So it's 
so that from that point of view that was okay the other one the the the, the first one that died was in hospice at the time so it, that was unexpected and um and he was a hoarder and that was a difficult Oh, that, that was really difficult that was really because he what, did, this he, is one of your tenants he'd hoarded mm. oh god right yeah so that that was particularly difficult um his family weren't very good um that said the tenant that's recently died is he's a bit of a, he'd been a bit of a hoarder as well um which has been and and there was lots of acrimony in his family so we ended up being referees I had the coroner's office telling me what I could and couldn't do um so that was quite an interesting one um and because he'd had covid uh I had to go in um on my own because we used our key to go we could use we were allowed to use our key to go in because we were looking for the will um and we knew he'd done a will or we thought he'd done a will it appears he never signed it no oh wow so it his his wishes have been defeated whether that's whether he changed his mind or not you know was there a reason he didn't sign it I've no idea mm. so from from that point of view that's that's been difficult but to go in I had to go in like masked up I was told by the coroner not to go in without a mask not to go in without gloves um within the period of time before because they didn't know um so yeah that's that's been was was interesting and I, I I'm an ex-nurse I'd not taken off stuff like that for a long time <laughs> been making sure it was all balled up and there was nothing on the outside on the out it, everything was on the inside and not on the outside but um yeah we, that's 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 been really sad you know because mm. he was a he was a long-term tenant he paid his he paid his rent every month um you know it wasn't it wasn't a trouble and he was he it was, he was a tenant in one of our blocks of flats um and he used to if the fire alarm went off he had the keys and he used to switch it off and all that sort of stuff so it's 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 going to be really missed and he wasn't very old it's really sad oh so that for me is the human but the human side of property also is that you know on the 23rd of december we handed over one of our uh, HMOs to a charity, completed the refurb and handed it over to a charity who um, meant it meant that there were two people who'd been homeless the day before, weren't homeless for Christmas. Oh, that's oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. So that's that sort of is the other human side to side to property for me, really. And you helping other people. Yeah, you guys are um, quite big on the kind of working with charities, aren't you? Mm, yeah. Yeah, we work, our HMOs are at the lower end of the market, but they, so, and they, we let them to charities. It's almost a rent to rent situation with the charity. So that's, that's really good. And they pay, we don't get voids then, but they pay all the bills as well. So we don't get as much as you would for an HMO, but we um, don't get any hassle either. Mm. um so that's that's quite good um we so and and we also work with them on our single lets as well so they give us a the charity if when they want to move somebody on into out of their one of their programs or they've got somebody homeless they go into the they go into our single lets they give us a a bond 
for six months, I think it is, uh, and and the te- that somebody homeless goes in. So that's really, I mean, we've got one tenant at the moment that came from them homeless, and he's probably going to do a rent to buy with us when he gets when when COVID's over. So he'll have gone from homeless to homeowner. Oh, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So, yeah. so that from that point of view, you know, it'd be really great. Um, they're desperate to buy the house and we it would have been happened by now had COVID not happened so that was one of the things that affected us but that's really important to us to be you know human to the tenants and and some of them don't think we're human but (laughs) that's always the way though isn't it it's the nature of the beast unfortunately Uh, yeah yeah it is it is unfortunately you're right so but you know if we're having a difficult tenant we recite the names of the really good tenants so that we remember there are more of them than there are the difficult ones (laughs) I like that I like that (laughs) can I ask Uh, a question so I mean I, I can't you know it's a bit like the the elephant in the room it is highly unusual I know you've been in property for a while but it's highly unusual to have three deaths of a tenant do you find yeah. that the tenants I mean they're all male you said are they yeah. all around are they sort of middle aged to later years more mature yeah years? yeah more mature yeah and is it because they've come from probably underprivileged backgrounds where their health isn't necessarily in the best state and therefore they are more susceptible to you know other health conditions or is it just bad I mean, or are you just really the worst landlord you should never take on middle-aged men is where I'm going. That's <laughs> <laughs> usually going on here. Are you a death wish is basically what I'm um, saying. I, I, I think it's mostly the first. They seem to be divorced men who never found another woman. You know, this. I think this is probably one of the most undersupplied markets out there. It really is. Mm-hmm. so they seem to be that sort of person and and they're they're probably not looked after themselves and so um the first one who died he he had throat cancer so you know i get that that's you know um the others have been alarmingly i've been shocked to discover how old they were when they died but in both cases they have neither of them have been that much old none of them have been that much older than me mm. um and I'm thinking, do I look that old? <laughs> you know, how, am I am I really that old? You know, and it, that that that's that's concerning. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, that so from that point of view, it is unlucky. Um, that said, I did have a client a couple of years ago who'd been not missed and had been in bed for six weeks. Um, oh. Oh no! And that was fairly true. I wasn't. It, thankfully, it wasn't in one of my properties. Um, but it was a it was a client's father. He'd he'd gone. He'd he'd he was supposed to be going on holiday to New Zealand for two months, and um, or something like that, or a month. Can't remember. Um, and had died the night before. Oh. So nobody missed him until he didn't turn. It, it was a bit of an estranged dad as well. He, he wasn't. It was a bit of a strange one as well. Um, and strange and estranged. He was strange and estranged. Well, he had different phone numbers for his kids, and then it's all his and a different fax machine for them. It was all a bit strange. Um, 
When was but, this? <laughs> so they they put him in. Um, so nobody missed him for a month. Then he was part of a rambling club, and he didn't turn up at the rambling club. And so. Um, they thought he must have stayed on. So it wasn't until he turned, didn't turn up a bit later that they decided they'd go and find him. Oh, God. Wow. It's really sad. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> it is really sad. And it's, 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 it wasn't very nice either, but it was really sad, you know. It's, um, it, it's, it's not... And, and to have to do it with family, uh, to go in there with family, that was really... That was really difficult. Yeah. So, but it's, it's 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 what happens in it's what what the job goes on. I don't. It's one of my most hated jobs is actually going to search somebody's house, and I've done it on many occasions. Um. So doing it this week, I I, I remembered why that how long I hadn't done it for when I went and had to do it for this tenant because I've done it previously. Um. When you're searching houses, is, is it just looking for wills? Mm. Well, it depends on what you are. So you generally, I mean, as a, it, it's generally going in to look for wills, but to taking the valuables out as well. Oh, God, really? Mm. That falls to you? It, 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 not as a landlady, generally. It did in this case. Right. In fact, I've got the, I've got his safe downstairs. I couldn't, I couldn't get into it and I was convinced the will was in it um wow I said oh of course yeah so I bought we we tried we've been given potential numbers um and it none of them worked that we'd been given so it then stopped working so picked it up and bought it home which was it seems to be pointless because you could have nicked it anyway yes um and and then took it home, bought it up, took it home, got it in the sunlight and you could see the numbers. Just push the number. You could see where he'd been pushing them. Mm. So all, the, of, um, all those thieves out there, just take a torch. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, the wheel one in there anyway. So, but you know, and in it, so from that point of view, it's, it's a really difficult, you know, it, you can get stuck with some really difficult jobs as a lawyer um, and they're not the sort of thing you particularly want to, the, the, the nicest things in the world to do. And they're quite, they can be quite, they, they are very sad sometimes. It's, it's not a. Well, it's, I mean, it's the, I think just thinking about the topic, this is something we've not really ever talked about on the podcast because death and sort of succession and inheritance and wills is so much part of property because it's one of the things that, you know, you have to think mm. about. Um, but then there's that bit, <laughs> there's the preparedness. And then there's this, which is the aftermath. I mean, that's the aftermath is surrendered. So, and you know, and, and you know, there's a secret, mate. You're not getting out of this alive. Yeah. It's one hundred percent of us die. Yeah. There's no. There's no. That's an absolute certainty. Yeah. You know, and so if you don't, even if you, you know, I, anybody who's heard me speak may well have heard me say, my mum wouldn't make a will. Because she said if she made a will, she'd die. Well, she still bloody <laughs> <but he> died. <laughs> you know, it didn't stop her. Get any idea how embarrassing it is when you have to when you're a lawyer and you have to walk into a bank 
and somebody knows you in the bank because they know you as a lawyer and you go, my mum's just died and she's intestate. (laughs) So I have to tell that story because she didn't make a will because she would die. (laughs) I thought my story was bad because I'm the daughter of a London black cab driver and I can't drive and I thought that was shameful, but yours absolutely pips me. (laughs) Do you know, know, you're all right. Because I've got a friend who's a London cab driver and one of his sons can't drive either. So, oh, there you go. It's rebellion, mate. You're not the only one. (laughs) Yeah, you just don't want to go into the family business. I'm just (laughs) never, ever going to drive. Just never going to drive. Because if I have to drive, I'm going to have to drive people and they're going (laughs) to talk to me and (laughs) I'm going to have to know roads and shit. Shit, yeah. Totally. I mean, I'm obsessed with postcodes, but that's literally the only thing. The whole driving thing, no. What's what's your favourite postcode? Oh, that's a really that's a really difficult question. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a big f- <laughs> I do know the answer. Um, <laughs> is, it your, is it your own postcode by any chance? No, it's one of my old postcodes. Um, w six because I, I like anything with a six in it. Um, w six, which is Hammersmith. Um, and then it was three BJ. I think you can figure out why that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I own a property which is a BJ. BJ postcodes are epic. They do make me laugh. Yeah. Yep. I have to. I have to say it quite. You have to say it very seriously when you're ringing, ringing up the bank or ringing up the utility company, and you're like five BJ. You go B for Please. Bravo, J for Juliet, not yep. blowjob. Yeah. Bravo, not Juliet. blowjob. Yeah. They they took this this year. Um, <laughs> they took out loads of number plates because they didn't want the seven zero with some of the prefixes because they were rude and i can't remember anything of them because it would it would make the number plate look rude and and i was reading all these out <laughs> and then we started laughing because len said i can't believe this they've just been through a whole year with 69 in it and they're taking these out. <laughs> it's like well, we'll, we'll take 69 but we're gonna get rid of 70 70 is, 70 like is the end. yeah 70 is yeah. the end of the world and it was it was things like it because it would look like to and and if you got the right on the end and it was like toss and things like that and you just tooth <laughs> oh, so good. And there were loads of them but there were loads of them listed and that they take now and i thought I think we need to find we need to find that for the social media um campaign for this episode for sure for sure but also i'm not being funny but that is so british it's so carry on yeah. humor isn't it why would we yeah. remove the one thing that would on the road just highly entertain a yeah. nation that of all nations is gonna culturally get that that's funny yeah. so and- i it's i always remember as a kid um the buses where we used to go on holiday they we, we used to come on holiday to the area i now live in in fact the area i invest in and all their posts all their number plates ended in ex and i spent my entire holiday looking for number looking for ha- buses that had sex number plate on them number five just, yeah. <laughs> five ex and it was Let's just five ex like, it up because no, they were the other way around then so it was the first and the number was at the end i'm not young enough to have had them the, the, <sighs> it was the letter at the end it was the oh. old the old system the letter was at the end but it just was like you just think I, and I spent my whole holiday looking at that. It's like you say, it's a British thing, isn't it? What's it about? Probably carry on What were you going to say now? You was going to say something. I can't remember what it was. Now. <laughs> oh yeah, it was in in um, on on number plates in Ireland. We used to have like the last two digits of the year would be the start of the number plate. So 
2020, so they would have 20 or 19 or 18 or whatever. When it came to 2013, they thought 13 was going to be an unlucky number. So instead of doing 13, it went 131 instead, and they've kept the three letters since. Oh, stop it. Yeah, honestly. Really? Yeah, I didn't believe that it's unlucky for some. It's the same in China, isn't it? You don't, um, um, they don't have a fourth floor um, anywhere in China because four is unlucky, but eight is lucky. So if you, you live on the eighth floor of anywhere, it's, it's lucky. So everything's always one out. Right. Yeah. So, the eight, so is it the eighth floor or the seventh floor? Exactly. It's weird. But it's still the fourth floor. Yeah. Whether you miss the number or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, five, six. It's like, well, yeah, it's really. You call it I what didn't... you want. It's still the fourth floor. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's bizarre. Um, so, yeah, wow. anything eight is good. Anything four is is bad. So, yeah, there's a real. Um, the Irish are just as mad as the Chinese, it turns out. Apparently so. Yeah. Mick, yeah. you didn't know that already. <laughs> so, I believe, uh, Joy, you've prepared a question for us. I have. And it's. Uh, Slightly off, but I, I know that some of you do rather higher end HMOs than me. And I've been, I've heard somebody doing sort of things with, with HMOs in lockdown. Um, and I was wondering, do you think that the um, provisions for working at home that are clearly going to become part of our lives now, because we're never all going to go back to hospital, will they affect what you're going to, put out as um as an offering to new tenants in your wonderful hmos for me the answer is no on that because i already had inbuilt space so all of my hmos are the student market and the university scheme dictates that you have to have a working space for the students so they're high end they have en suites they've got a working space so for me it was already inherently within the design and now that carries across to multiple markets because that's what people are going to be looking for in within that kind of co-living space now, isn't it? Because uh -huh. they want that op option to be able to work at home because that's where their life, their working life now yeah. finds them. So, yeah, but you guys, you've probably got. Yeah, so it's kind of the same. So we, we've been putting um, working spaces in our bedrooms and in the HMOs for the past couple of years. The earlier stock, we didn't. So, and even before COVID came in, we were in, we were talking about going back and revamping the older stuff to bring it up to up to date. Um, but obviously with, with lockdown and everything that hasn't happened yet. Um, so it's something that we were implementing anyway. So having a workspace in their bedroom as well as a bit of a workspace in the communal area as well. So they don't have to be stuck in their bedroom yeah. all day. Um, and we're also looking at for for the bigger developments that can uh, accommodate it, having like a, an area on the ground floor, either like a shop front that is specifically co-working, that is slightly yeah. separate to the to the living living part of it, and that can be um, both open to the public and to the housemates as well. I think it's oh. like I think it's like a um, so you can go to work. Yeah. yeah. So you can have a bit more separation. Mm -hmm. So I think I think the, the as as Nile was saying there, we've evolved. It's an it was always it was an evolving beast anyway. And I think the thing which has evolved into it more is the working space in the communal areas, which probably which weren't as prevalent. Yeah. Um, so working space in bedrooms, we've been evolving for a couple of years, um, and the communal space stuff, whereby you might have gone, 
yeah, shall we? Shouldn't we? Uh, now it's like it's an essential. So it's uh, if it doesn't have it, um, it's it, it's not going to be as desirable. Well, clearly, broadband will have a big play in that. You you've you've got to get that right. And well, students, I mean, literally, they live online, so you've got to have that from the get. If you haven't got that from the jump, literally, you're not going to get any tenants. It's the first question they ask when they're looking around. Is like, you know, am I going to get fast broadband? Um, because that's that's how they live their life, the youngsters, isn't it? Mm, so, yeah. yeah, streaming everything. And I think the other thing is, I mean, my purchasing requirements have definitely changed. Whereas before, if I was purchasing HMOs, I wouldn't have prioritised external space. Like I wouldn't have said like a a big garden was necessary. Mm. But I think just I would factor that into my checklist now um, mm. as a, a necessity. I mean, so the private hygiene thing was always high up on my, 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 my does the room have space to build an ensuite? So that was always a thing because you're always going to command a higher price point, but it's mm. also, you know, it's just nicer. Um, but and and the working within the space. But now this having somewhere to go outside that's safe, but also a haven, you know, and all of that, I think is, that's that's new. Mm. Yeah, and I I heard somebody else saying, "Oh, well, I've got, I found a, I didn't know there was a cellar in it, and I can now convert it into space for people working from home." And I, I, that hadn't occurred to me, and that was why I was I was interested to know that whether that was going to impact on your business because it it seems to make complete sense. I quite like the idea of co working spaces. I must admit, mm. the fact that you're saying making them available to the general public I think is, is, is quite a nice idea as somebody who works from home I think it'd be nice to go out to a co-working space it's, it's like yeah. the um it's like that you go to a cafe but in the cafe you don't really know who else is there um so actually going to somewhere where it's a co-working space you're more likely to talk to people um yeah. and have you know, connections because um, yeah. you, you you in a similar you, you're there for a similar purpose um so i think i think they are quite nice and you can make them very much like a cafe vibe and make it mm. make it like pretty chilled yeah lift music in the background yeah <laughs> lift music <laughs> it's fine i'll write some bossa nova i love it yeah I, love that. I think it's great and i think there'll be yeah. high demand for that without a doubt yeah, yeah but we've, we found we're finding that our biggest rooms with the most space in them are the most popular right now the first, yeah. first, first ones to go. It doesn't matter how expensive they are. They're the first ones to go. Yeah. Space, isn't it? People, yeah. people pay. People pay, pay for, for space. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and that is true of, you know, garden spaces as well. I mean, these poor people that have been locked in small flats with no gardens, not even a communal garden. Wow. I mm. mean, mm. how hard must lockdown have been for them, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. To be sure, to be sure. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. I don't, I don't know why you did that either. <laughs> no one does. No. I don't even do that. <laughs> go on, go on. Go on, go on, go on. See what I have to put up with, Joy. This is yeah. this is my life, honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, I just imagine them um, doing a "This Is Your Life." Do you remember the TV show? Yeah, back yes. Mm-hmm. My Michael Aspel, yeah. Indeed. So right. should we do a bit of an episode yeah. with that? It's that time, I think. It is, Niall, I believe it's on you. Oh, is it me? Sorry, I'm I was just saying. I've been, I've been was... sitting, waiting for you to, to um, jump in and, and do this for like, the last Sorry, I've just 10, been, 15 I've just been, minutes. Yeah, I've been enjoying myself back He here. was shocked <laughs> by the racism, I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. 
I should try okay. to get your attention. <laughs> so, after all the racism, I'm going to be doing episode roulette. So I'm going to start scrolling through all of our episodes. Um, you shout stop at any point, Joy, and then give us your view on that particular topic. Okay. So I am scrolling. Stop. Oh, I love it. Straight off the mark. Okay. Episode number five. What Ooh. not to wear. <laughs> hey, what was it? <laughs> what not to wear. This is Joe's what, favorite. <laughs> what what not to wear? Yeah, do yeah. you have like what a mean to me? Well, um, like you know, with clothes and stuff, do you have like a pro- do, do you do you care what you wear when it comes to viewing property or doing property or not really? Not so really. Can... I like to try and because I think people have a view of of lawyers I try like not to look like a lawyer because <laughs> um, I don't want them I don't want them to think that I'm I want I want them to understand and I feel make, make find me approachable um, but that's really bizarre because yesterday um, apparently white boots are in fashion and I absolutely hate them um, and and I had a friend who used to say, if she was talking about somebody, you know, she's the sort of woman who wears white boots. Oh. And, and so the immediate thing came into my mind was when not what not to wear was white boots. Oh, God. <laughs> don't wear white boots. I'll, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, don't wear white boots. Don't wear white boots. That's good, though, because actually when you are viewing some properties and they're a bit gross, white boots are going to stay white. No, they're going to stay white. No, they're going to be brown. That's that's the other thing, because sometimes you're in a, you you like, you walk in a property, don't you? You're trying to view it and you don't want to touch anything. So you're like sucking yourself in as small as you can get. And I'm not the smallest person in the world. And it's like, you just like, Oh no, I don't want to touch that. And then you feel like you're sticking to the floor. No. Are you glad, mm. You're glad you haven't worn white boots. Great clothes. White boots, yeah. Glad you yeah, you, you definitely clothes. don't wear your Sunday best on a, on a viewing. No. So I remember, I, remember I, I used to have a pair of white shoes, um, like wet, white trainers back at, when I was at uni. And I remember getting them the first time I'd ever worn white trainers. Uh, because as you know, you probably know, I'm probably not a white trainer kind of guy. Um, I don't think I've ever seen you in trainers, never mind yeah, white just, trainers. I'm having that same thought. <laughs> I was a converse man for quite a long time. Ah. And uh, then I went kind of booty. But anyway, going back to um, <laughs> booty. <laughs> going back to white trainers. Yeah, I remember the, I got them and we went out on a night out. I think it was my third year of uni. And it was Sunday, which meant that it was um, snake bites were on. Um, oh, I see where this is um, going. <laughs> on, on like for a pound. Um, yeah. And I got home and uh, I'd been dancing on the dance floor with these like white trainers on. And they were amazing because you had the strobe lights. You just see your, your feet going. And by the end of the night, you couldn't see your feet. Like and a murder got, scene. Yeah. Got home. <laughs> and they were just like pink. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. They were snake bite. Is it's um a beer, cider, and black currant cordial, which is, which is illegal. Yeah, no. illegal and has to be served in separate units in order to create yourself. I'll take half a pint of cider, half a pint of beer, and a, and shot, a shot of, of black a shot of cordial, please. But when, when okay, I worked then. In, when I worked in the pub, we weren't allowed to do that. We weren't allowed because it's obvious what they're doing. Can I have a half a pint of lager, a half a pint of cider, a shot of black currant, and a separate pint glass, please? <laughs> Just like. No, oh. you can't. 
<laughs> just give me a give me a pint of both and i'll drink one and then, then the other oh god but with good reason i'm not being funny but some of my most disastrous evenings have been on snake bites and like i can honestly say they've never ended with snake bites settling they've always come back to revisit me like oh, yeah. yeah hence on trainers like yeah yeah pink Fuck porridge at the end of the night yeah awful yeah, it was the vodka red bulls which were the the, the, the uh killers oh, for, for you've gone you've gone silent joy we've lost you joy oh joy what you done love uh battery's gone no no oh she's no. phoning a friend <laughs> <laughs> that's the well i'd say you could ask the audience but no you can't oh now she's now she's uh she's disappeared uh listeners hot off the press this is uh live as it's happening joy has now closed her video camera and her microphone is not working joy has left the building <laughs> this is reality of podcasting i've gone back i've taken it off there you go i don't know why yeah no i i prefer to have snake bite without the black currant is that legal? Um, Can you have to eat without the black currant? No. <laughs> but I do prefer it without the black currant. My brother drinks it with Perno and Blackin. Oh, that's genius. Mm. Oh, that works. Do you know what also Called rocket works? fuel. Yeah, but do you know what I try- I've had? Ro- do you know what? I think I've got a memory of having that. And I think it was on the back of having a snake bite as well. Do you know what also works? And I discovered this in your fair country, Niall, is Guinness with black currant. That's a bit mm. sexy, isn't it? That it is, is a yeah. little bit sexy. It's mm. nice with cider too. Mm. Yeah. I haven't oh. tried it with cider, but yeah. Oh, and uh, and uh, gin and fizz. Yeah. We, yeah. we had that Back. conversation before we started. Yeah. We We've yeah, been no, talking no. about alcohol since the beginning of the uh, alcohol death and taxes. Flavoured <laughs> gin and um, drop of Prosecco. Very nice. Oh, God. That's all I want to drink now. That was, that was introduced to me by Jen. That's obviously oh. why she gets lost. So let me get this straight. Jen can find her way to a bar like a homing pigeon, but bless her, she can't find a way out. Like, yeah. 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 She can't get the bus home, but she can find her way to the bar. Yeah. Love, yeah. I love Jen. Can we please meet Jen? She sounds like my kind of girl. She's good fun. She's good fun. <laughs> love it. Love it. Does, okay. does, she, does she know she's good fun? Yeah. She's also a saint. She's a foster mother. She takes babies from the hospital when they're drug addicted and oh, looks wow. after them. And then wow. gives them to their new forever homes oh, and says wow. goodbye to them. Oh, Jen. That, wow, that what a legend. She doesn't lose the babies, does she? No. Good. <laughs> Just checking. No, you've no, got to ask. But it's uh, but yes, she's she's she is, she's she's wonderful. She oh. I, I I can't imagine being given a tiny baby and then having to know you're gonna give it away. Oh wow. god, what a hero. Yeah, mm. good on her, amazing. Yeah. Right, so. should we do another episode now? Do one more, yeah. Yeah, do one more. One more quick fire. Whenever you're ready, Joy. Oh, right, okay. Now. Oh, I like that now. Not even stop. Just now, now, now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so yeah, you're 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 you've got a, a, a day job. Um so back to work blues, episode 16. Mm. Did you get so this it? this one this was recorded uh at the new year, last year. Back to work blues. Um, hmm. Do I? I think that I haven't had it for a long time. Because mm. um, I love going to work now. Because I do actually what I want. And 
not well sometimes I get get jobs I don't want like searching dead people's houses but mostly I like I like I like what I'm doing so I don't get back to work blues but I do remember getting back to work blues like when you've been somewhere really nice and warm and you come back and you gotta go back to work mm. and you need a holiday to recover from your holiday yeah yeah and you gotta go back to work yeah we we we've been a, a few times um including twice with the lovely matt to warm places cold oh, yeah. here and it's but we often we used to as practice go to the canaries in january february and coming back from those they were really horrible mm. They were the back to work blues because you come back, you've been wandering around in the t-shirt, and you come back here and there's snow on the ground and frost in the in the, the cars freezing cold and and you don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So that they're the when I get the real back to work blues, but not generally. And now I don't at all really because I I've been able to style to do the things I really like to do. Perfect. I think that's the perfect position to be in doing what you want to do. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Brilliant. Yeah. So uh, I think we've probably come to time. So I just wanted to say thank you so much, Joy, for coming on and um, sharing with us uh, tall tales, not tall tales, um, actual tales of uh, (laughs) (laughs) of death um, and booze. And, uh, yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank you very much. So, uh, to wrap us up, it's a goodbye. Goodbye for me. It's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me. Come and jam with us on social media, where you can hear more and see more. On Facebook, search Property Jam Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Property Jam Podcast. Or you can email us at propertyjampodcast at outlook.com. See See you on the next episode. episode.